It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Spurs show. Uh, as, as is so often the case these days, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. I have an excellent panel of people here to help me pick the bones out of our current situation sitting right opposite me here is showbiz reporter lucy jones is that a good thing to call you lucy i don't know well that's what you are isn't it <laughs> just call me full of beans that's what you can full call of me. beans lucy jones <laughs> to my right i've got emmanuel mond now emmanuel mond is the man who challenges rob eason for the title voice of doom when it comes to Tottenham Hotspur. So it seems right to have you here at the moment, Emmanuel. Were you in your subscribers-only Doomy uh, blog still going well? It is going well. <laughs> There's a few people who have actually asked to be removed. <laughs> no, uh, no, um, it's, uh, no, it's um, the subscriber base is growing, surprisingly yes. enough. Yes, yes. Well, people, there's a market for that doom-mongery. And now that which brings me to my next guest, because Cat. Uh, don't do that. No, Cat <laughs> Law is here. Thank you so much, Cat, for joining us in these special circumstances. Cat Law is the co-chair of the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust. So brilliantly, we've got her here so she can help us go through the detail of this ever-changing, organic kind of disaster situation that the club is the club is faced with because of the uh, stadium delay of course if anyone's in any doubt about what i'm talking about but before we talk about the stadium i should say that um what's great is you can juxtapose that with what's going on on the pitch and i think things on the pitch look extremely rosy i mean emmanuel will probably have an alternative view on this (laughs) we've won two out of two and i went to i wasn't going to go but the last minute i got offered a ticket i went to wembley on saturday and i thought it went ever so well it was an excellent game i thought fulham would look like a good side but i thought when when we had to we went up a gear and won at a canter what do you think lucy well yeah i mean i just knew that we'd concede one which is a bit annoying. Um, Half time was a bit, I don't know, a bit frustrating. We shouldn't really let them get one, should we? No. And then uh, Potts changed formation, didn't he? Changed things up. Um, and yeah, 
I mean, we've got to talk about Harry. 1,085 minutes. He hasn't scored um, in August. Yeah. Five seasons. Boom. Yeah, and it was a bloody good goal as well. It wasn't, just, it wasn't in off his arse like some of those World Cup goals, was it? It was an absolute vintage Harry Kane goal where it was dead-eyed, cool, clinical, took the little touch, bought himself the half yard he needed inside the far post, inches accurate. And my favourite bit was him just falling to his knees in the corner. Um, just to say thank goodness for that. And apparently he said to Potch at the end, Gaffer, oh, I did it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Emmanuel, what do you, what do you make of our current... I mean, did you, you, did you see the game? I saw the game. Uh, I thought that um, we started extremely well. I thought that we finished extremely well. I thought the, uh, the bit in the middle wasn't so good. Um, <laughs> I, I think... I think the the only worrying signs I see is that the, Here it comes. the, the defence looks far, far more vulnerable than it has in the last few years, oh. both the Newcastle game and the game against Fulham. And I think one of the problems actually is um, I think Davis is struggling to sort of keep up with the pace. Mm. I don't think he fits as, a, as any sort of sort of wing back. No, um, he's know, not a natural play. wing back. Yeah, really. um, he doesn't. He doesn't have the. He doesn't have the pace to get up and down. And actually, secondly, um, his delivery is not great. And certainly no. when compared to sort of Trippier, and dare I even say it, Aurier, who is um, really Aurier just a can put in a very good ball. Well, he, can't yeah, he? yeah, yeah. But he's disastrous in so many other ways. He's yeah, not great. Yeah, Davis looks a bit prosaic compared to Danny Rose. That's for sure. Doesn't well, it? which leads to the next point: is it would be good to make up. The sort of make up with Danny Rose. What I found in interesting, sense, just as maybe he's I done found it interesting that he seemed to reintegrate Alderweireld and Dembele, who are both supposedly on their way, but but we didn't see Rose. But then you can't bring more than three subs on anyway. Well, maybe I mean he was on the bench, so maybe we will see Rose at some point. Maybe he'll be rehabilitated. That's what I would like to see. Cat, are you a Danny yeah. Rose fan? Definitely. I think um, it wasn't exactly wise, the interview that he gave at the start of last season, but I think he's more than redeemed himself. Yeah. And he gave such an honest press conference when he was with England as well that I think really helped to win round a, a lot of Spurs fans again. Yeah. He can do a job. Yeah. My issue is his attitude's probably the wrong word, but that's kind of what I'm trying to get at is how he applies himself. Yeah, that's the Whether question he mark, needs the break from Tottenham rather than us needing the break from him. Yeah. There comes a time when just naturally it's time to move on. Yeah. And I don't know if Danny mentally is there. Yeah. So that would be my one concern. Yeah, and maybe that's the concern of Poch, but we'll, I'm yeah. sure we'll find out. I'm sure we'll get some game time for, for one way or another and we'll find out. But I, I agree with you that he's a better, he's a, he's a much more natural wing back, that's for sure, than, yeah. than Davison. Just think, starting Toby... And we were all talking about it, going walking up Wembley Way. What a fantastic yeah. Yeah. vote of confidence that suddenly starting Toby, and he works so well with Jan. Yeah, of course. It was just lovely to see again. And it'll be interesting because if he wants to play a back four on occasion, which sometimes he might, I think, uh, be interesting. Presumably he's going to drop uh, Davidson Sanchez, who got taken off on, who's done nothing wrong. <laughs> so well, it wasn't great for the Newcastle first goal. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel. Yeah. Thank you, Emmanuel, okay. for pointing that out. I'd forgotten that, yeah. yeah. No, he's, I'm not saying he's never made a mistake. I just, I do think he is a very good young player and he's obviously improving all the time. But yeah, I mean, he probably doesn't get into the back four, if yeah. only because, like you say, I mean, Jan and Toby are just, they, they're a natural yeah. team and they've been working together for years in the, in the Belgian team as well as the Tottenham yeah, team. Yeah, I, I think the chances are, if we're playing against a team blessed with pace up front, He'll always want to play. If he's playing a back four, he'll play with Sanchez. I just because of the pace, yeah, yeah. yeah because I mean, uh, Vertonghen and uh, uh, and uh, Toby 
I mean, the great players, but yeah. they just don't have the pace. Yeah. Don't you think yeah. Dembele coming in for Sanchez, Davison Sanchez, just, just opened up Absolutely. for Ericsson? Yeah. He, let him, he let him sit back and set create more free. space yeah. and set him So free. what does that tell us about Dyer as a defensive midfield player? No yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I Let's think. Move on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, pr- well, I must so admit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I must admit. I prefer a fit uh, Wanyama, and obviously yeah. Dembele's in a different class altogether. And even, I mean, yeah. Winks was on the bench. That was good to see as well. He came obviously, on, didn't he, for a couple of minutes? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I actually think that the World Cup uh, episode has, to some extent, destroyed Dyer's confidence. Mm. You know, uh, funnily enough, I think. Really? You know, yeah, I think he. I, I think he was regarded as sort of so ordinary in the sort of game he played. Mm. Um, and the Belgian game. Yeah, ex- exactly. He was just, you know... Um, yeah, but that game was such a non, non-game. Well, it, well, it was, it? except Dembele played pretty well in that game, funnily mm. enough. And, he scored and a penalty, though. A crucial did. penalty. Absolutely. He, he put exactly. a penalty away. Yeah. Yeah. Probably True. scarred from when he missed the celebrations. Did you see that? When he jumped into thin air. He jumped, Absolutely jumped, brilliant. Jumped into thin air, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> YouTube. That sums it up. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think so. On the whole, I think that looking looking good on the pitch. So we'll come back to that because we're going to preview our extremely exciting um, Manchester United game potentially on, on Monday. But as I say, Kat's here. So I'm delighted about that. Kat, uh, as I say, is the co chair of the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, which does a fantastic job on behalf of the fans and, in fact, is the only real. Uh, point of communication between the fans and the club. And you, of course, have regular meetings with Donna Cullen, who is the chief exec. And, uh, exec director, yeah. Executive director. And uh, Daniel Levy, of course, comes yes. to the meetings as well. So you are basically the conduit, the interface for us. And uh, I imagine you can't remember a, more, a time of more drama and uh, discontent, I think there is a lot. It, it seems odd to talk about discontent at this moment when we're doing so well as a team and we have got this fabulous new home to move into. And yet there is, in the, amongst the fans, there's a lot of um, pissed off people. Yeah, there's a bit of unrest, isn't there? I think that's probably a polite way to put it. Yeah, more polite than the way I put it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think if you look back now, it's been a really trying time for the fans over the past, I don't know, season and a half, really. The migration over to Wembley, the way that was handled, uh, all of last season playing out of a you know a displaced stadium, basically, without a home. I think the fans were m- remarkably tolerant. Um, they were very patient indeed. And I don't think, on the whole, they moaned that much. So yeah. we wind around to this, you know, March when the pricing was announced for the new stadium. Toppy, I think let's put yeah. that politely. Yeah. There was a sharp increase on an awful lot of price points going into that new stadium. You know, and fans aren't all made of money. We're not rolling in it. Yeah. So choices had to be made. Mm. So, you know, we, we, we ride through that. We come through the summer. And I think... All, every fan has thought it was a very ambitious build programme. There's no two ways about that. You look at what they were trying to achieve in that short time frame. It's incredibly ambitious. I don't think any fan was surprised to hear that it wasn't going to be ready for the Liverpool game. But I think what disappointed the fans was the way that that was communicated to them. Yeah. It was almost like they were an afterthought after it had been leaked in the sun and in the mirror, etc. Yeah. And it felt like the club were being reactive rather than proactive. They weren't, in a horrible marketing term, owning their own narrative they yes. weren't getting ahead of that story yes. and I think that's kind of what bugged fans especially the rather hurried release that the club I, were forced to put in put out on that very same I day think you're right. where yeah. the NFL was mentioned four times and supporters yeah. were mentioned once yeah in fairness yes the club have fully recognized that right it was a rather rushed 
yeah. statement because they genuinely only found out about the safety issue the night before. Yeah. So that's that. We'll part that there. And since then, they have issued subsequent statements where they have tried to get the tone right and to show how much they do appreciate the fans are disappointed. Yeah. But you've kind of got this whole build-up. There's like a you know a, a, an erosion of trust that's been going on for an awful long time between yeah. the fans and the club. So certainly your vocal minority on Twitter and other social media platforms are not happy at the moment and the club has got a job of work to do to get them back on side because we need to go into that new stadium united do you remember the finale of course course you remember the finale you might have had a little bit to do with that yeah and you know the whole bond between the club the team the fans the whole hashtag together thse was remarkable then i think we left white Hart lane on a real high and since then it's slowly gone downhill until we hit probably rock bottom last week yeah. so it's now about what we can do to make that right. you almost get the impression that it's so intense up there you f- there's there's so much going on there's so much pressure you know and this has been a disaster for them in many ways although i i think in the, in the in medium term never mind even the long term it will be almost forgotten like, so what a couple of extra months what in, in, the, in the scheme of things it's not that big a deal but mm. for them it must feel Apart from anything else, it's very embarrassing, isn't it? Well, for the club, I mean, I think, you know, they've had sleep, the, the board has certainly had sleepless nights over the past 18 yeah, months. Time, Are they going to yeah. hit this? Are they going to hit this? Yeah. Like, when I've been up at the club, Daniel Levy has been um, going on site at like seven o'clock yeah, every yeah. night in his hard he's hat and, and his high beams. Yeah. Like, literally every night, living yeah. and breathing it. Yeah. So they did not want to have to announce that of delay. Course. So that's it was the I mean, last yeah. thing they wanted. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between the stadium being finished and the stadium being match ready. Yeah. And I think they would have dealt with the, you know, the cladding not being on or you know yeah, a few yeah. bits of cosmetics and not being ready done, providing yeah. we could move in yeah. but to get something that was that crucial a showstopper as they'd call yeah. it which was you know the the circuits and the fire well, they wouldn't have the got the certificates wouldn't have got a certificate yeah. and you cannot put supporter no. safety at risk no, so they're devastated yeah. but obviously need to keep the foot on the gas because they've yeah. got to get this stadium away. So it can't now be, oh, we haven't hit the 15th yeah. of September, we can all relax. Yeah. So the rumours on Twitter about banning overtime and everything, absolute rubbish. Yeah. So yeah. the overtime is m- most definitely being done on the areas that need to be hit yeah. in order for them to rectify the issues that came to light yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, there's another thing that, which is about all that, because people then get quite obsessed with the money. The yeah. money that is the refunds and how the refunds work and what people are entitled to and all that. And there's a, a guy, uh, Rick Mason, who comes on here. Okay. Do you know Rick Mason? Yeah. Okay, so he, he posted on Facebook yesterday. A, he sent an email to THFC and he, and he made it an open email. Uh-oh. And this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this is what he said. Because you classify matches under categories, why are you not refunding us the price of what the new ticket will cost us at Wembley? One nineteenth of my season ticket cost does not cover the new cost of my Liverpool home ticket, for example. Are you, A, going to allow your supporters to spend over and above their agreed season ticket costs for 2018-19 should Wembley be needed for yet more home games? And B, why are fans paying service fees to obtain their refunds when the situation is in no way the fault of season ticket holders? I'll clarify one thing straight off. There is no service fee. Okay. So he's incorrect on that. Okay. So it's a default copy. So when you go in to activate your you know, yeah. you'll draw oh, down. So it, comes, it says say it, fee charged default. and it's clearly nothing. There fee, is nothing. Fee charged naught. So, yeah, yeah so it's okay. zero. So they're okay. not charging a fee on that. Similarly, they're not charging booking fees Good. for season ticket holders Good. to book seats at Wembley. Now, I've had this conversation with the club on numerous occasions now. I had this conversation before they went, reverted back to last year's pricing. Yeah. So the Cat B for Fulham, the Cat C for Cardiff, the Cat A for Liverpool. 
because there is obviously going to be an issue there yeah. because one nineteenth of your season ticket is your average price. Yes. So say, for example, my average price of next year's season ticket is 51 quid. Yeah. For Fulham, it was 45, where I sat last year. Mm. For Liverpool, it's 56. Mm. For Cardiff, it's 35. I end yeah. up like 19 quid up. Yeah. But not everybody Some does. Some people are going to end up down. Of course. Yeah. The club's argument is that over a Cat A and a Cat C, which is Liverpool and Cardiff, yeah. everybody should even out. So if okay. you're paying over and above for your Category A in your seat in Wembley, you should be paying under for your Cardiff game. Now, it's not ideal, but that's the way that they were looking at it. Yeah. They, uh, we've bashed on about this and I had a conversation with them today and, and made this point again, that fans will not understand what you are saying about comparing two different metrics. Mm-hmm. They go into an awful lot of jargon and an awful lot of detail about this. And yeah. the bottom line is fans see more money going out for a yeah. ticket than they see coming yeah. in. It's not And great. they've already paid a lot of money. Yeah. We've already flagged that with City, if that stadium's not going to be ready, they've got a real issue then. Because that's two Category A yeah. games that have been moved back to Wembley. One yeah. C and one B. So yeah. fans are definitely going to be looking like they're at out of pocket. Point, they they need to look at this. So I completely yeah. agree with Rick on that. Yeah. There is no perfect way of doing it. There would be issues about doing the one nineteenth, one nineteenth, because not everybody this season it was a season ticket holder last season. Yes. So there's there's always bits and bobs going yeah. on. Yeah. You've got your eighteen eighty two premium tickets this season. Who sat in GA last season? There's a you know a myriad yeah. of different kind of things. Yeah. Ticketing's a very complex area. Mm. So they did stick their hands up and say, look, we went for the one nineteenth and the match day pricing last year because this was a contingency because we thought the stadium was going to be ready. Mm. If we'd known we were going to be there or if we have to be there for longer we'll have to sort it out mm. so we're okay. going to take them at their word for that yeah they will need to sort it out yeah okay now um what about these cup games in particular well what about the man city game yeah what do you think is going to happen there so gut feeling yeah stadium ain't going to be ready no not, not, no, one, no. not with a safety no. license no, no. no so that leaves various options does mm-hmm. it not Right. Well, I mean, presumably the main option mm-hmm. is to try and we were talking about this before, mm. but we try try and get Wembley in twenty four hours. Turn it from a from a, a American football stadium that has just been used uh-huh. and dirtied and soiled and yes. churned up, yeah, and get it ready for a, pro, a major uh-huh. Premier League football match twenty four hours later. So that, that would be the Monday. Yeah. So is that really could do that? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's a pick, isn't it? It's a TV broadcast pick. Absolutely, that yeah, match. Yeah. So then you're looking at what the other picks are across that weekend. Yeah. I'm assuming I, I haven't checked, so apologies for this. I'm assuming that they don't have a Friday night game because if they picked a Friday night game, they can't pick a Monday night game. Right. Because you can't do a Friday through to yeah, Monday on okay. broadcast scheduling. Yeah. But I'm presuming they've picked two Saturdays mm. and two Sundays mm. already, mm. or a Saturday and two Sundays. So there would be no movement back to the Saturday. Yeah. It would have to be a Monday. Yeah. So that's certainly one option. Yeah. They will communicate what they're going to do about City either at the end of this week or the beginning of next. Okay, so they're on it. Just, they're on it. And they realise, because we've been drumming it home, early, clear communication. Let fans know. Because we can't have a situation where fans are booking... Because season ticket holders aren't just from London, funnily enough. Well, yeah. They're, they're, they're global, from, from basically. Place, yeah. uh, flying in from various countries, <laughs> training in, ferrying for, for the Man City game to find out the same things happen that happen for Liverpool. Although I'm just going to put this on record and also to put the, the club under the uh, finger a little bit. Um, a couple of seasons ago, they moved the Burnley home fixture. And they moved that after the TV picks had been announced and they moved that because both Pochettino and Burnley's manager wanted uh, an extra day's rest around the Christmas period. Right. 
But obviously, season ticket holders have booked their transport and yeah. they booked their accommodation yeah. for that game. They hadn't put them on member sale yet, but they, the season ticket holders yeah. were a considerable number at that stage, yeah. like 19,000 people. And uh, we did get them to compensate everybody oh. who had paid for flights, paid for trains and paid for accommodation really? that was so not refundable because they moved the match. Exactly right. You need a proof that you booked that before the club announced it and they did that so they already know because i've already flagged it with them and they say that they do appreciate this that if for any reason they did move the date of the city game we would be all over them to get refunds on travel and accommodation okay surely the uh, the ideal and i know that city aren't keen on this is to move it to you know so it's a city home game yeah and actually i'm slightly confused by guardiola's sort of comment that you know he doesn't want them playing sort of a lot of away games um at the end of the season Mm. i mean based on current form They'll have won the Premiership by then. Anyway. I know, I know. So, so, so actually, uh, you know, surely he wants to bank the points now. I just think, and, you know, it's yeah. a, so, it, you know, you know, I, I imagine they're working hard with the city directors, etc. And, and you know, I mean, a, that's one of the options, but obviously, be. it's got to be a mutual agreement, and yeah. you can't force Manchester no. City to do that. No the other thing's find a neutral venue, postpone it towards the end of the season. You know, yeah. sort of a various sort of bits and bobs that you can do, but. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, but the neutral venues are worry, isn't it? That'd be, that'd be the three, three different effectively well, three London different Stadium. Homes. Well, that's <laughs> actually the next question that I, yeah. I want to share if that's all right, okay, which yeah. is the Carabao Cup. I pronounce yeah. it the League Cup. Yeah, uh, obviously, if we do the third round at home, yes, we don't have a home, but aren't they talking about maybe flipping it so? We get a, we get a, do we necessarily, you normally with the Carabao Cup, we get a, a lower division club because it's kind of seeded, isn't it? No, I don't think it is anymore. I think it's okay, an open draw, isn't it? Okay, is it? Okay. Pretty sure it's an open draw. In which draw. case, because what I was going to say is they, they could have flipped it and gone, mind you, it's, it they still can. So they in their it. communication from yesterday, yeah. the bottom line is we won't have a home stadium because Wembley's busy with NFL that week. Right. It's the week of the 24th right. of September. And an obviously away, an away. the stadium won't be ready because yeah. it's in between Liverpool and Cardiff. So we already know that we're at Wembley for Cardiff. Yes. So the question is, and we're going to be putting a survey out on this. Yeah. So hopefully tomorrow. So maybe you can all share for me. Because yes. um, the club would like to know what the fans' preference would be, okay. whether or or not they would like us to find a neutral venue and play as a home side in a neutral venue were we to be drawn at home in the third round of the League Cup or flip the tie. And again, the other club would have to agree, but it's unlikely they wouldn't because you're giving yeah. them home advantage. So we're going to put a little survey out with a few more questions around that and let's just see. At the end of the day, it's the club's decision. At the end of the day, it's probably Pochettino's decision, to be honest, yeah. but they want to know the fan feeling. And Good. I don't feel that I can sit here and say, all our fans think this. No. Because it's, it's an, mean, an unusual of, question. There's a couple of it depends issues there, aren't yeah. there? Because so, if it's like... I mean, if, if it's if Chelsea, you get, yeah, Liverpool, Arsenal, you don't West Ham, you don't away. want to flip it. No, you do not want to <laughs> exactly. flip it at all. You don't but want also, a ground. Also, the than, neutral ground, what is the neutral ground? Yeah, correct. I mean, it is more it, than 50 miles Milton out of King London, or, outside yeah. the M25. There's a lot of caveats in there, but it'd be interesting yeah. just to get a little bit of an indication. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You might want to flip it, even against the big boys, because it would be two second teams. I mean, we'll be playing our second team and they'll be playing How second dare team. you? <laughs> Sorry, I just... Uh, so, so, I, so there's part of me that thinks, actually, it's, it's great experience for the, for the guys yeah, to Yeah, sort of experience. You don't want to get out the cup to, to, we might, no, to no, the we, goons. We, we don't necessarily, no, well, I'm not talking about the, the, the goons. They will play a full team. You know, they'll have to. Right. But no, I'm saying... And try we, and give us we, like 2% of the tickets teams? or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the big, big teams. teams. Liverpool... You know, Man City, yeah. yeah, Chelsea. I don't think they'll play for. I don't think they'll play first teams, and I don't think we'll play a first team either. Yeah. 
I think that's the issue as well, isn't it? I yeah. think literally Pochettino showed zero commitment to, yeah. <laughs> to the either well, of the domestic well, clubs. So. Play, yeah, play so, so, the it's, so it's very likely he'll say it's fine for Philippe. Quick question, um, Kat. With the, uh, what's the FA rules in regards to playing in different places? The FA rules or the UEFA rules? or Whatever, the rules? What rules are there? Okay. Are we going to get penalised for playing in the two different places? I thought there was a rule here. Oh, Lucy. So, no, 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 absolutely fine to ask that. I'm laughing because it, uh, about five years ago, I thought exactly the same. And then I realised every rule can be bent and yeah. every rule can be rewritten yeah. and dispensation can be given just on, yeah, on a whim. Apparently Say the, the Premier League is just up to Scudamore, right? It's just whatever, yeah. whatever it's Scudamore and two executive directors, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So Scudamore made the decision to allow us to play out of two home venues. There was no caveat on how yeah. many games we'd have to play at either venue because the rule is only one venue. So that's obviously been given dispensation for that so hopefully that won't be an issue um uefa their rule is currently you can play one home venue for a qualifier one home venue for an entire group stage and then another home venue for your knockouts but the club are in fairly detailed and confidential and sensitive discussions with uefa at the moment about that rule about group stage because they'd like to possibly They'd play like the, the first option, one at Wembley and then the next two at the new place. <laughs> I think they'd like the option. Yeah. Got the option. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if we played FK, MK Dons at MK Dons and we had to play all of them there. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my well, question. That would be hideous. No, no, no we'd be <laughs> alright on that okay. one. The EFL have given dispensation just for that one particular time. Okay. So dispensation's everywhere. So there okay. you go. Yeah, good. <laughs> dispensation. Thank yeah, you very much welcome. indeed. With that, I think we're going to go to a quick ad break. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. So we're back in the room. So, Kat, thanks for that roundup on the um, the chaos. I, as I say, I, I think it feels chaotic. People are disgruntled and all that. But you know, you're going to you don't break, you don't make an omelette without breaking eggs, do you? And I think apparently not. No, this omelette will be lovely. One of those really lovely, fluffy, perfectly cooked omelettes by January at the latest, and we'll all be reclining in our seats there. And in a couple of years' time. We'll all be. Um, Do we want to be in the stadium for the City game though? Because surely that's going to be such, such a <laughs> tough one. First <laughs> game in our beautiful new stadium. Do we want to play City? I didn't want to play no, Liverpool. I don't want to play City. Third round FA <laughs> Cup. Let's one. play someone yeah. really crap like I don't know Arsenal. Huddersfield. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, by the way, is as I say our main. Um, uh, interface. I would encourage listeners, I'm sure most of you are members already, but I would certainly encourage members to join. Uh, they represent Spurs fans to the club. They Three times a year they have meetings with all the top people, in, including Daniel Levy. Uh, there's lots of, they're always surveying supporters so that they, they're clear that they are representing the actual opinions of the supporters. Um, and as apart from those three formal meetings, I think I'm right in saying there's, there's regular, weekly, almost yeah. daily dialogue with other, other people at Tottenham, right? So it's an ongoing thing. And also you work on community projects, right, with the we Tottenham Hotspur uh, Foundation, which is yes. an excellent charity. I've worked with them before, and I, I think they're fa- fantastic, actually. And there are social events. Yes, there are. the social event in the summer with Mickey Hassard. <sighs> you were great there. Thank, oh, thank you, you so much. much for giving it your time. Thank yeah, you. our barbecue. No, great. Yeah, as Theo says, we're the only formally constituted democratic organisation of Spurs fans. Um, and yeah, uh, basically, if you want to get involved, the website is www.thstofficial.com. And we're also on Twitter and Facebook, THST Official. Um, yeah, we hold elections every February. Uh, you're more than welcome to stand for the board if you 
you don't agree with what we're doing or if you like what we're doing and want to be part of it, uh, we're completely voluntary. Uh, we get nothing back in return. Uh, we don't get biscuits. We don't get freebies. We don't get tickets. We don't get tours at the stadium, I'm afraid. So there we go. But thank you very much for the plug. Appreciate it. Cat. Uh, the engineers just pointed out that if you do want a biscuit, there are some over Jesus, there. Jesus, I can see a bonbon. Settle. No, I can't. Bourbon. No, it's a bourbon. And bourbon. Some custard creams. There's even some shortbread. I'm just the question is, how long have they been there for? Just saying. <laughs> defecting. Oh, and now they're here. Now. Oh, my God. Here, thank you. The biscuits. Where <laughs> is the beer <laughs> and the wine? Now, so let's get back to the football. I am so excited about this Manchester United game because oh, Emmanuel's winter. I don't know why you're so excited about this. I tell you why I'm excited because I think Man United are having the suffering from. What's, <laughs> yeah, what's thank that? you. Oh, these are the last results. I mentioned yeah. that. That's holding up a post-it note, <laughs> laughing at it. These are the last yeah. few results that we've had at Old Trafford. Yeah. Okay, I know one all nil. that. One nil. One nil. But hold on. Three nil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done. But yeah. in none of those games was it Jose Mourinho's third season. <laughs> oh. They are in some kind of disarray. So when I've are they going to go? i both their games so far live. The one against Leicester at home, they were outplayed for the whole game. They were? They played like an away team, like the underdogs. And they somehow got a win, like an underdog gets a win at home in front of their own fans playing Leicester. The fans hate him for that. Then they go to Brighton and get outplayed and, and, and outfought there and looking like they, they are undermotivated. Now, that's not the main, that's not the only reason why I'm excited about it. The other reason is I think we look like a serious team that are playing. Now, Emmanuel really has <laughs> lost it now. He's like, oh, for Christ's sake. But I think we've got every chance up there. What do you think, Emmanuel? I think. I think it's awful time to play a wounded lion. Mm. And they're wounded. There's no question about okay, it. Yeah. I mean, the negativity that's sort of coming out of yeah. Manchester, all the, the, the fans you know, that, that I'm friendly with just want him gone. Yes, uh, me too. The, and the players aren't happy either. And the players aren't happy. Well, but, but the bottom line is, when you've got the captain of the club saying, our attitude was wrong, you know... You know extremely well that the next game their attitude's going to be right you they're going to that. be absolutely fighting for every ball and it's not going to yeah. be the sort of supine performance okay they displayed against brighton okay the only thing i would say to that that, that all makes sense normally but <laughs> the last time this happened with Mourinho was at chelsea and they didn't do any of those things they say that so yeah. they've got to say that stuff oh we got to, we're going to fight now and all this they just kept losing it was extraordinary they just won the league of course a few yeah. months before and they were in. The, they looked like a, they were in the bottom four, uh, you know, by October. Yes, but I, I think in that particular case, he really lost the dressing room. I mean, you don't think true, he's really lost? I don't it think he's lost it just yet. No, I, he's I, lost. Pog, I, so, Pog, no, he's lost sorry. him. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think I think there's little doubt that they took soundings in the dressing room before they made the statements. You know, just the other yesterday or today, Woodward made the statement that they, that they support um, Mourinho. Oh, we've heard all this. Well, we have, before. but I, I don't think they've lost it yet. Look. I'm not saying they won't in the future. Did you, I don't know if you saw Gary Neville on Monday Night Football last night. Yeah. He's brilliant. He is good value, isn't he, Gary? He is. yeah. I My think he's brilliant. Gary. <laughs> Did you know him? I did a DCMS select committee hearing with him. Did you? Last month. I really oh. rate him as he's a He's great. He knocked my water over and cleaned it up. Sorry? He, shirt, he knocked my water over oh. and cleaned it up. What a good oh, lad. How lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but he was very cross. But one of the things he was cross about, he was cross about so many things. He was particularly cross about Woodward. And well, what he, he did at the end of that game at Brighton, yes. where he basically sat there, just sort of like motionless for two or three minutes in the director's spot, just like looking like he was with, with furrowed brow, looking like this really is a terrible situation. And as uh, I think Gary Neville rightly said, 
That looks like dissent, really. Really, he should have got out there, gone down, and, and just disappeared. He shouldn't be sitting there like a like a you know a disgruntled oh, father. But they're all prima donnas there, aren't they? I mean, let's well, be exactly. honest. I mean, you know, sort of Mourinho is a prima donna. Oh, I'm not going to criticise the players because if I criticise the players, you criticise me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's this. Yeah, he's, he's just so preposterous. Well, they haven't yeah. conceded that many goals in the first half in, in three years since 2015. Right. It looks like they haven't done this badly since Fergie left. They must all be, be completely despairing. Yeah, I mean, because they're all... I mean, there's so many good players there. Yeah. And taking Matter off. What's he doing? Taking the young guns off. <laughs> there's no... There was no rhyme or reason towards, for me for that. They've yeah. got a pretty good team, though. Let's not kid They've ourselves. They've got good players. They've got good players. No question second in the last season. So, look, <laughs> I, I think good players, if yeah. we hand on our hearts... If we come away with a draw, you would be take delighted. That. Oh, take it? <laughs> I'd rip your arm off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, I just see him setting up defensively. Mm. However little of the ball they had against Leicester, they'll have ex- do exactly yeah. the same against us. Yeah. And I think he'll look to catch us on the break. Can I just give a massive shout-out to the 3,000 Spurs fans who are going up to Old Trafford on a Monday evening at yeah. 8 o'clock on Bank Holiday <sighs> Weekend when Euston Station is shut and there are no trains. No trains. So yes, another home. example of the absolute, you know, it's lack complete, of... Complete contempt. Exactly. Of the, 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 lack of consideration yeah. from the Premier League the broadcasters yeah. the rail delivery group and everyone so absolute hats off to the fans that are going up there yeah. the club are putting on sub- subsidised coaches well that's oh, good so that's, that's something club, but yeah. oh are they? Yeah, yeah they are yeah. interesting yeah. I was going to go but there was four changes on the train oh, and it was just, yeah. it was just absolute... it's Thomas Cook Sports see if they've got any spaces left oh cool yeah absolutely we, we get the club to put on subsidised travel when there's no public transport options home yeah. Yeah. and because that's Euston's great. shut it's a nightmare yeah. but real hats off to those people who are going up there yeah yeah and hats off to you for getting them to do it as well welcome yeah um so but now the the next question is who does he pick for this because three at the back we had on saturday but the the interesting thing he played a kind of england style three 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 one whoever thought we'd have a formation of that description and the thing about it is it has one holding midfield player so one guy in the engine don't laugh emmanuel and it it was dire not it was it was very dire (laughs) it was dire can you see him going with only one holding midfield player against united and if he does uh, or if he doesn't then he's got to either sacrifice a central defender or one of the three behind kane so what does he do well, he changed to a four-two-three-one, didn't mm. he? Yeah. And Kane was working really well with Mora. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I just have no. Do, idea. I think he's going to play Dembele. So it, what? Yeah, what I, alongside I, Dyer. Yeah. I th- so I th- who does he drop? I, Davis and Sanchez or Lucas Mora? Well, my fear is he'll drop Mora, which is a shame, isn't it? Because yeah. he's playing his my, way my, in. Yeah, isn't my yeah, fear he's is one of the old most exciting yeah. players. Yeah. 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 First and, and he needs goal. more games before Son comes back. Yeah. Because the, da- the danger confidence. is he, d- you know, he, they don't play him enough. He Son comes like, back and he's automatically he in the looks team. Looks like all he needs is confidence, and it's coming. And it certainly started to come up after he scored that fabulous goal on Saturday. It was yeah. So it's a shame it? to not. It was a beautiful goal. Wasn't the, it? the reason he might keep Mora is he was brilliant at closing them down. Did a lot uh, of work. Yeah, so uh, so, and I, I know that's sort of, sort of the Pochettino style. Sure, um, use him not just offensively. Use him in a sense, def- you know, the first line of defence. Yeah, uh, at, the, at the top of the field. So he he might say, okay, we'll close them down, and we won't allow them to play out from defence. Although based on Manchester United's performance against Brighton, I can't see them trying to play out of uh, uh, you know uh, use the centre backs again. I think the goalkeeper will kick long every time. Yeah, but De Gea's not doing. not doing well, is he? He's in the worst he's ever played. He's also pissed off. He's, he's, he's looking at what he's done. 
in the past, he's a complete shell of a player now. Well, he's considering saved them, he's saved them time and time again, and you know, so maybe this year will, will be the year where he won't save them. In, in game after game. There, I'm going for a Harry hat trick. At least he's competing now. Four nil, Tottenham. Come on! <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> I, I I fancy our chances to get something up there. I really do. Uh, are I you think... so? You know, what, you, are you really worried about because they're wounded? Do you think they're going to yeah, come back? I, look, I think I, I think we we had a couple of years where we did extremely well there. You know, with Gareth Bale, etc. I just just see Mourinho as an expert in the sort of single game. He knows he's going to take one game at a time. He's going to set them up defensively. They're going to try and hit us on the break. He'll use Martial or Rashford, etc. You know, there was the disaster last year. I just sort of <laughs> nah. see them, and I see them sort of. You know, if they score, if they score early, United they'll just go back into the shell, soak it up. Yeah, and yeah. Like, it's, like it's, in the semi final, they'll, yeah. they'll, it's oh, payback they'll for the semi. One hundred percent, we just will win it four 0 Four 0 I mean, the semi was just <laughs> painful. Yeah, no, it was beyond was painful. I still awful. have nightmares about that. Oh, and get like this, a, a United fans that, came into the pub that I was in after. Oh. Made it even worse. <laughs> Am I right that we haven't scored a goal under Poch there yet? Uh, yeah, God. we haven't. Yeah. So it, it, we're just going to have them all at once. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be going going all right. So we, we're coming to the end. So I need actual predictions okay. now. Actual <sighs> predictions. Actual predicted scoreline. <laughs> Emmanuel, uh, two 0 United. <gasps> Classic. I've, I've already told you four 0 Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, <laughs> Lucy. Three two Tottenham. I think it's going to be a little bit of a squeaky bum sitch. I'm going three one Tottenham. Don't laugh, Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> I've never oh seen him so. He's, uh, he's not easily pleased, but he's absolutely com- right. he's at- beside himself. Okay, so with that rather strange set of predictions, get a bit of everything here. Remember, join the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, and we will also be tweeting. You, you, you were talking about the, they're going to be canvassing opinion. A survey, yeah, for the about the Caribbean. Cam- I can't even say it. Caribbean. So let's just let's just yeah. call it the league. So cup. we'll we'll get yeah. that link out there because everyone the Caribbean should, Cup. Because uh, 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 you know we all complain about the club, not <laughs> enough interaction, not enough communication. But if they if they look, then you know they're trying to create a dialogue with the fans. So we'll all join them and we, we will express our opinions on that. Yeah, we'll keep pushing them to yeah. create a dialogue with the fans yeah, and sure. inserting so ourselves need... into that conversation. Absolutely. Yes. And we need to all participate in that to make it work. So, thank you. So we'll do that. So uh, thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you. Thank you, Kat. Welcome. Thank you, Lucy. Pleasure. This you cannot Pierre Delaney <laughs> saying, Go, <"Kill> you shrews. <laughs> This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.